Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to hide the kids and pop the top on a cold one. Coming to you from the Riverbank studio in Nitro, West Virginia, please welcome the inebriated cast of Section 304. Welcome to Section 304 Podcast, where we're drinking beers and talking ears. And I'm in the studio with John Crum, and Diddy is uh, M- MIA. MIA. He has a bye. He's on a bye week, too. Huh. I guess uh, Guess we didn't get that memo again. No. We're going to have to have a talk about these unexcused absences or last-minute call-ins. At the dock is his pay. I know. It's getting ridiculous. But, um... West Virginia bye week, kind of slow. Not a whole lot of news coming out of our camp. I didn't really hear anything. Um, no, but I think the bye, the bye week for us came at the right time. Yeah, we played five straight weeks. That's that's a lot, especially. I mean, in a normal year, that's a lot. But given everything that's gone on this year, that that is definitely a little bit of a grind. And I think they earned earned some rest, and it couldn't come at a better time with Oklahoma coming to town because it appears that Oklahoma has right at the ship and they're starting to get rolling with with rattler yeah uh we'll see we'll see our defense is going to get tested our defense will definitely get tested this week um but with him it seems like from watching oklahoma you punch him in his mouth he don't like to be hit no no i i mean that to me that would be the key to the game i i thought Oklahoma State did a great job stopping their run and they just hit him downfield and Oklahoma State has a great secondary so it's going to be a challenge I mean I have confidence that we will stop their run but can we stop them through the air because they got playmakers and like I said I mean Rattler has seemed to settle in and it was interesting watching the game last night Herb Street and Fowler were talking about how Lincoln Riley had the previous three guys, Mayfield, Hertz, and Kyler Murray, were all transfers. Right. And they were experienced. They had played before. Rattler hadn't played before. So it it, it has taken him a little bit more time because people thought he was going to be a Heisman candidate. Right. And I don't – I dare to say that this is his first recruited quarterback, is it not? Or did Rattler get recruited under Stoops? Uh, no, no, he would have been under Riley. Okay. Riley's been the coach for I think four or five years. So this is his first legit recruited quarterback. Yeah, the first guy that he's brought in and had to develop a as little the head coach. coach. Right. So, you know, and beginning of the season, watching them play, I would have said we're going to tear him up. That Rattler was a great high school quarterback, but wasn't that good. You know, it, it could it didn't translate into college once getting into that college game and that college speed but it seems like after he got benched for a little bit and was told to settle down and let the game come to him things are starting to click for him yep yep you know i'm not a fan of him i think he's a douchebag or in the woods of durette (laughs) peckerwood peckerwood i i didn't watch that show so i don't really have that reference to him being sort of a punk from high school. All you got to do is go there and watch like the first couple episodes of him, and and unlikable. Yeah. Well, now I will say that their new running back is playing with the or their running back that just came back. The big dude. Yeah, that's down to about two thirty six. They said last night. I mean, he's he's playing to prove a point. Well, I can think in years past when we've played Oklahoma, their offensive line has been dominant and i i don't see that this year i mean 
they could push us around. I don't know, but they have the running game along with the just weapons all over the all over the field for the passing attack. And it seemed to me like I, I can remember in 2014 when we played them, they had Smarji Prime. Yeah, and they just ran it down our throat. I mean, we were trying to go. If you remember, we tried to stack the box and couldn't do it. Right, and and we were keeping up with them early in the game uh, through the air, and of course you got to control the line of scrimmage. So we started throwing incomplete passes and the, we couldn't run the ball on them. And then Smarty prime just killed us. Yeah. So Joe Mixon, I remember him killing us. And of course their wide receivers have killed us. It last night was interesting to me because what, what happened to Oklahoma state against Oklahoma is normally what happens to us. Right. Come out, get down, have some adversity and, I mean, we've never really been able to get back in the game when that happens against them. And Oklahoma State kept it within striking distance, but they could never, never sort of get it back down to a touchdown. And I, I have to admit, I was impressed with Oklahoma's defense. I, was, I wasn't. You weren't? Second half, maybe. But that first half, I mean, it's not your typical Oklahoma defense. I think that... If this team comes, if, if WVU comes out like the K-State game, uh-huh. you know, like TCU, you know, I well, think it's going to be, I, I, I think I think we're going to be able to compete, if not win the game. Here's, here's what I like, and they were talking about this during the game, where they have been so bad on defense the last two or three years. And they, they started, I guess they started improving last year a little bit, but they got humiliated against LSU. Yeah. I mean, what, 49 points in the first half? Yeah. It was just a joke. Their defense was a joke when we had Will Greer. I mean, that was one of the worst defensive games I've ever seen. In, right up there with when we beat Baylor 70-63. to 63. So they have made it a point of emphasis, and I, I think this is across the league. I think every team in the Big 12 has taken the criticism that we're not the a whole defense. league is taken for the last, I don't know, eight years. And defense has been made a priority. Um, but Oklahoma stunts, they play extremely aggressive on the defensive line. So they're going to be aggressive, but I, I think you can counter that. I think with Letty, there's certain things Neil can do scheme-wise to counter that in I, I honestly think we are going to try to run the ball and play ball control, very similar to what we did against Kansas State, very similar to what we did against Texas, and very similar to what we did against TCU. Yeah, and, and I think with how aggressive Oklahoma is, as long as our receivers are catching the ball, we're good at the quick passes. You know, I mean, our offense is set up for those quick, you yep. know, slants, little outs, little, you know, slip screens. I think that's where we get Oklahoma. On top of playing ball control. Yeah, yeah. And when when a team plays aggressive, there's certain things. I'm not a coach. I, there's certain things you can do to adjust to that. And I don't have any any doubt that Brown will try to do that. It's just going to come down to if we can block them and run effectively. Because if we can't run effectively, I don't see us keeping up in a track meet with them. Right. I mean, what it's going to come down to overall – forget anything else it's going to come down to our offensive line and our offensive line is about to be tested our offensive line has been the question mark of the season i mean we're rotating we're rotating people in on the line during the game i mean it's it's that's not something that you normally see no no and they've they've gotten better they have gotten better they've gotten better but they're still sort of a work they're very young and they're still kind of work in progress. But I like our interior line. Yeah. The interior of the, the two, it's always been the tackles that have been the question marks. And I think if I, I say we run at them, just run right at them between the guards and just try to run it down their throat. Um, the key for me on defense is pass rush. I think we will stop their run because we're pretty good against the run. And they like to bust stuff outside. I think we can keep contain and do that. Can we get after Rattler? Yeah. And make him uncomfortable. He did not look very uncomfortable last night. No. He was slinging the ball down the field. He got sacked a couple times, but... But those were covered sacks. I mean, they weren't... It it wasn't because of the pressure. Well, 
this will be, in my opinion, th- this is almost like a statement game for Darius. Darius has to come out and have a great game this game with the hopes of, you know, getting drafted in the first two, at least being a first day. First round guy. Or, or, yeah. A first day I guy. saw him projected in the third round, which I think is I think he's probably right. second, third rounder. Yeah. I mean, he's undersized, but he plays with a motor. You can definitely find a spot for him. Um, yeah, those guys are going to have to have a big game. The the um, defensive line. I, it's going to come down to if they can get after Rattler. If they can, I think we we have a pretty good chance of, of making it a game. I think this is where, because there's a lot of people that said that our defense has been very bland. Not much, not much blitzes, not much rushes. It's just kind of been, you know, break, you know, each individual player breaking it, you know, getting through. I mean, your Dante and Darius steals, Bartlett's, uh, Chandler, Samito, all them, you know, Tony Fields. They've been making it for themselves. Mm-hmm. Not and and I think I think you start seeing uh, this defensive staff open up this defensive playbook and say, you know, we're we're going to sell out here. I wish Durrett was here this morning because you know who's going to have to have a huge game? Tyke Smith. Tyke Smith. Because Tyke Smith is going to have to play like a cornerback. Right. And to date, he has played pass coverage better than just about anybody, not just in the Big 12, but the country. Well, Tyke's been playing that monster role with the the ones that you're, you know, um, like Mike Lorello. You know, oh, I... They've changed the name of those safeties so many times, like Bandit, right. Spur, Whip, Whistle, blah blah. Yeah, I don't even know. You're to me, you're either a free safety or a strong safety. Yeah, he's he's a strong safety because he can come up and play the run. But a, a, another guy, a die. I mean, it's going to come down to the secondary. They're going to have to play good too. They can't can't be any busted coverages. I mean, it, it's going to be a test for this defense now. I think they will respond and play a good game. Yeah, I mean, and I, going into this game, I have no question about the our defense. Mm-hmm. I, I'm comfortable in our defense. It's what's offense. What offense is going to show up? Is it going to be the offense against Oklahoma State, or is it going to be the offense against TCU? You know, or you can even say is it going to be the offense against Texas? Because even the Texas game, our offense came out, you know, decent to start. Right, and they, they didn't. They didn't screw up. No. That was kind of the game plan against Texas. Don't screw up. And they didn't. They were able to hang around and, of course, didn't get the pass interference call. Could have kicked two field goals, whatever. I mean, yeah, but that's, I mean that comes down to hindsight, right? That yeah. comes down to hindsight, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On that. And, and I think it, it's going to be the same game plan as Texas for Oklahoma, except I think more emphasized on this offense of discipline, don't blow your assignments. Don't screw up. Don't drop 50-50 balls. Fight for the ball. Because here's one thing that Oklahoma will do. That ball's in the air. They're going up. Mm-hmm. You know, so if our receivers aren't fighting, you know, we're, we we can't – this is one game that we can't lay down. This is one time in uh, – shoot, I'd say since we joined the Big 12 that I feel confident in this Oklahoma game because – of how well our defense is mm-hmm. and how well our offense has developed here recently. And because there's nothing that stands out against Oklahoma that makes me think they're just a powerhouse right now. They're a good team. Mm-hmm. They're disciplined. They're fundamentally sound. You know, but you got a true – he's a true freshman or is he a redshirt freshman? Who, he's rather, a redshirt. Re- yeah, he's, he's a redshirt freshman that, you know – hasn't really got popped in the mouth much. If we can get in there and pop him in the mouth, I think you're going to start seeing a different type of... Uh, yeah. I, I think that's the only way you can turn him over to. You get pressure on him. I noticed he'll sail a few balls up. Oh, yeah. He'll he'll just chuck a few up. and But, you know, they got the guys that can go up there and make those plays. So, again, it's a challenge. It's going to be a challenge for our defense. And I, I hope it's their last game. So, well, last home game. Last home game, and it's the last game for Darius Stills and probably Tony Fields, maybe some other guys. Well, so, 
yeah i mean it's going to be uh i don't know i'm excited for it i wish it was going to be a typical game day um yeah that's a bummer i mean we still don't have a game time set yet no there's the slots available was everything the noon game the 330 game and the 730 game um I'll, i'll be honest with no tailgating you know not a full crowd the whole midnight magic in morgantown goes out the window and you know what maybe that's a good thing because the last few times we played them in morgantown we have been juiced up and something happens before the game there's some shit talk and before we know it we're down 28 to 3 right and they've completely taken us out of the game they have responded well to the atmosphere yep. we haven't and maybe maybe that's what we need in a weird in a weird way the the crowd works against us in Morgantown sometimes we don't come out ready to play i'll be honest i'm kind of hoping it's a nooner just cuz it's too. it's not typical yeah and, and i i love noon games in the big 12 cuz we're an hour ahead right i've always thought that's to our advantage right cuz when you get later in the evening I mean, it, the only thing that they adjust is what time they wake up, mm-hmm. and then the rest of their afternoon, evening is normal, where being that hour difference and starting at noon... Got to get up an yeah. hour earlier. And then that throws every... Mm-hmm. That throws you out of sync. Well, our two big upsets in the Big 12, um, Oklahoma State in 2013 and then Baylor in 2014, were both noon games. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean... We'll know this evening what time we're going to play. I think, and I, I'm hope I'm with you. I'm hoping it's a noon game because if it's a night game, I don't know if I'm going to go. I'll go, especially if it's 8 p.m. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm going either way, but it's uh, I don't know. I've, I've I don't think I don't think I'd ever say that I I would wish for a noon game, but it's, instead of a night game yeah. against a big big time opponent. Once again, 2020 is just weird. Very weird. Let's take a break. We'll talk a little basketball news and uh, a little bit more other Big 12 games. We'll be right back after this word, 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 word. Son of a bitch! Boogie's Driving Range and Barbecue. Driving Range and Barbecue. A natural grass driving range located in Tornado, West Virginia, beside Big Ben Golf Course. Open seven days a week with golf ball dispenser. Boogie's offers a great barbecue menu with delicious items right off the wood fire grill, fresh every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We also have a newly remodeled clubhouse with bar and a large patio to enjoy the peaceful mountain air. Open from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. Friday and Saturday and 11 to 9 p.m. on Sunday. Boogie's Driving Range and Barbecue. Father, the sun is the center of the earth in the middle of the universe. Then why is this verse coming six times rehearsed? Don't freestyle much, but I write them like such. Word. Amongst the fiends controlled by the screens, what does it all mean? All this I'm seeing. <laughs> Human beings screaming vocal javelins, sign of a local unraveling. Uh-huh. My wandering got my wondering. We're crisis and all this crisis. Hating Satan never knew what nice is. Check the papers, well, I bet on ISIS. More than your eye can see and ears can hear. Year by year, all the sense disappears. Nonsense perseveres, prayers laced with fear. Beware, two triple O's. It might feel good, it might sound a little something. But damn the game, if it don't mean nothing. What is game? Who got game? Where's the game in life? Behind the game, Welcome back to Section 3 of the podcast. And uh, a little bit around the Big 12 action that Iowa State K State game. Yeah. Beating. Yeah, 45 goose egg. What? How many? Kansas State's lost, what, three in a row since we since beat we, that yeah, ass? I believe so. Yeah, um, they're not. They. I was never impressed with him. No, I've, I've, I wasn't impressed with K-State. But I'll tell you, you know, looking a little bit forward, that Iowa State game, I mean, we're going to have our hands full with, uh, with Brock Purdy. The running back for them is incredible. Yeah. He had a huge day. They got 
they've been bringing in some players, man. I don't I don't know how they're doing it out there, but they 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 have got some some ball players. Money. They're paying guys money. I would. You think Iowa State is? Well, I mean, if you had a choice to go anywhere, would you choose Iowa State? I mean, they got that Purdy kid out of Arizona. I I don't. I still can't believe that he he picked them over. I think both the Arizona schools and Alabama was starting to look at him. They probably called Diddy as a bag man. Had him drop on his porch. Did he run an interference for the Cyclones? Well, because, I mean, we're doing things legal still right now. So, I guess until until we can until we go to the dark side a little bit, Diddy, Diddy services are for other teams for pay. Iowa State. I, I mean, if the Neil, if you need a bag man, I'm I'm your guy. I don't I'll I'll be quiet. But that was a shellacking. And then of course Oklahoma forty one thirteen over Oklahoma State. And then the Texas Kansas game got postponed. And uh I'll be curious to see if they even play that game. Well, I doubt Kansas really wants to go forward, but we'll see. I mean, Florida State, did you see what they did? Man, was that not some shit? I mean, you're you're already down there, and they bitched out. That's all all there is to it. Right? They bitched out. Just take your ass whooping. Take it like take it like men. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence was going to come out there and tear you up after missing two games, and get yeah, just play the game. That's one thing my friends and I were texting about were these blue but bleh, blue blood programs that are just trash now like michigan tennessee nebraska florida state's on that list i mean they how are they so bad it makes no sense to me i mean it's not like michigan doesn't get a top 10 class every year or tennessee gets five stars they got that kid out of huntington and then florida state still gets like a top 10 class every year what the hell is going on there i don't know but tennessee is uh how bad did they end up losing last night? Uh, they end up losing. Let me see if I can find it. Thirty to seventeen, so not not as bad. But how about Mi- <laughs> well, Michigan first, and Rutgers? Yeah, triple overtime. I'd I, say. I, hey, they needed to win. Penn yeah. State's own five, by the way. Yes, is that not nice? Hate to see it. <laughs> I um, mean. No, I, I, it's it's strange that these programs are so bad. I don't I don't know. I think I think there will be there will be a coaching change at Michigan soon. I think there'll be a coaching change at Michigan and at Tennessee. I, I think both those coaches are on think, a. He's only this is third year. What, I know. What do they expect? I mean, at some point you have to let a guy bring in, you know, three or four recruiting classes. That's, but. Like they say all the time, but that's the SEC. I, I mean, we talked about instant gratification all the time, and in the SEC, it's you're going to come in, you're going to win, or you're going to leave. I mean, there's there's no build your program. Here's the deal with Tennessee, though, they've been bad for like 15 years now. This been, just isn't. They've been bad since Peyton Manning left. Well, I mean, they had a couple good teams in the early 2000s. They had uh, the Claw- one of the Clausens. Oh yeah, Jimmy Cla- or not Jimmy? Rick uh, or yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I mean they had they Jimmy's almost at Notre Dame. They had they had some good teams, and then it seems like since like '05 they've been pretty bad. Michigan's been they've been okay, but they're not anywhere close to Ohio State. No. Ohio State's going to beat them by four touchdowns easily. Speaking of, oh Indiana. Indiana, Indiana, I, I turned Indiana. that game off. Um, I, apparently, I should not have because they got back in it. But. Well, t- to me, the whole game changing that, Indiana picks off Justin Fields, is returning it, and gets inside, gets to about Ohio State's 20 on the return, and the guy fumbles, and Ohio State gets the ball back. So not only – did he pick him off? But I think it would have been fourth down had he had it been incomplete. Uh-huh. Third or fourth. And they get the ball back. With a new set of downs. And so that that was a turning point. Indiana had a chance there at the end to 
you know, come up with, with something to try to push it, you know. But hats off to Indiana. I mean. They're pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Um, Talking about pretty good this oh, week. Oh, yeah. Let's, I'm done with college football. This for, week. Hoops tips off. I think everyone, all, all Mountaineer fans are excited. I know I am. Well, I, Wednesday at 2 o'clock, right? Wednesday at 2 o'clock. We're pr- playing uh, South Dakota State. Should have been playing. Are we playing? Yeah, we're we should have been playing Texas A and M. Texas A and M, and then we were going to play Northern Iowa, but yeah. I think they flipped everything around because Creighton dropped out and A and M dropped out. Yeah, this is a mess. So, so now we play South Dakota State, and Creighton dropped out yesterday. So I don't know if they have picked a replacement yet. I don't know. I'm sure they can get one of the Dakota schools. But I'm sure they could. Shoot. I'm not worried about that. I think people were bummed out because we had some marquee names. And w- trust me, folks, our schedule's plenty tough enough. Yeah. Well, and I mean, and, and like we were talking about before we started recording, it'd been nice to play Creighton just because they're, they're, what, 11, four spots? I 11th. Okay, so four spots ahead of us in the AP. They're 11, we're 15. You know, it, it, it would have been nice. Especially, was it not Creighton that gave us a run for our money? We ended up beating them. But, oh, in 2005? Yeah. Yeah, we beat them on a last-second layup. Yeah, because we went in at halftime tied. Right. Yeah. They, I mean, they were giving us everything. Yeah, they were we a good program. We wanted them more. Very good program. They've so, been really good for, what, the last... Really, since we played them in right. 2005. I was going to say, since 2005. Yeah. I mean, that was like their their takeoff. Yeah, well, they got, they're in the Big East. I mean... Yeah. We'll see. We we will see. I I know our home opener got postponed. Not sure when they're going to make that up, but that was against Youngstown State. Um, it's been a little quiet. I think that's a good thing. It has been. Uh, McCabe came out and said, shouldn't be a question, play Culver and shoot Sheboy, big O. At the same time, which I agree. I mean, that shouldn't be a question. I mean, put them in there. Let them play. Let's go back to the Twin Tower type with outside shooting. Why? I mean, why not? What? Oh, well, everyone. I would say everyone. If you thought Huggins wasn't going to play them together, did you watch a game last year? Right. It's going to come down to two guard. I mean, he's he said that. McNeil and, and Sherman have shot the ball extremely well. If they shoot the ball well during the game, here's what we need. We need them to hit outside shots so they can't double. So they can't double down Culver. low. Right. And then that frees them up to just pound the offensive glass. i tell you one thing I am hearing is, uh, and I mean, we'll find out when things you know, like Mike Tyson says, everyone has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. They said Culver's kind of cha- has has had a change of attitude this whole 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 off season leading into this. He's kind of stepped into a leader role, um, leading by example, being real, encouraging. You know, pushing people. So you know, which is a complete change from the past two years because Derek was always the one that was. Well, since he's been at WVU, you know, he kind of got in trouble about going to classes and getting into it with Huggins to sign on that contract. And and since signing that contract, you got to see a different different one. But when things when things weren't going his way, he was missing his shots or not getting some calls and stuff, that's when you started seeing, you know. The body language. Yes. Yeah. And if, you know, you, you wouldn't have, I like the kid. I like the athletic ability. I love his play. But he wouldn't have been one that I would have said, yeah, he would have been the leader of this team. Yeah, that's that's a good call. I, I he well, he's played he's a junior. He's played about as much as anybody else right. has. Right, but I mean he just didn't seem because of his yeah. prior actions and just, you know, letting letting the little stuff get to him and take him out of his game, you know, you you never saw that from Javon. You never saw that from, you know, Dax, you never saw that from Deshaun. 
I, I don't know. The little I don't, things, maybe, maybe Dax, but but you never saw him yeah, flip Col- out. Not like right. not like Derek did. Car- Carter was unflappable. You couldn't you know, couldn't shake that. Deshaun. guy. Deshaun. Yeah, same way. So it's, you know that's good to hear that he's a leader and he's he's showing guys how to play because he's right. got a couple young guys that it sounds like he's helping them develop mainly Cottrell. Yeah, and Culver. I like Culver. I always have. I th- I think he came in and it was sort of a situation where he had to grow up, mm-hmm. and I think he has. I mean, he was late to class. They said he was late to everything, which yeah, late to sna- practice. Snapped out of that. That's great. Um, I like the way he plays personally, but I'm I agree with you. Uh, he, there are times, and you can't mask your body language sometimes. No, and you could tell that he was frustrated and kind of packed it in, mm-hmm. and. Can't have that. He's got to be a guy that you can depend on for probably eight to ten points. Right when the tough get eight to ten rebounds a game. When the going gets tough, the tough gets going. Because and it, it's with him, you know, you need him to feed that energy of mm-hmm. not going my way. Well, I'm going to make it go my way. I'm going to, you know, okay, that's done over with. Can't can't do anything about it. Well, he's so damn big, and he he's very athletic. He can be dominant if he wants. Right. Which is going to go back to like it was last year. We're not going to get, and and I think maybe that's one thing that has clicked with him too, hopefully, is you're not going to get those questionable calls. You know, you're no. you're big, just like, oh. Yeah, you're, you're going to get beat on a little bit. You know, so they're just something that would send someone flying across the floor with you, kind of just bumps you, and they're probably not going to call that. They didn't last year. They're no. not going to this year. No, and I've said it a hundred times. If this team makes shots from the outside, they're going to be hard to beat. If well, they can't, it's just going to be like last year. They're going to pack it in and, you know, just let our guards shoot, make our guards beat you. And, and last year in the Big 12, after a few weeks, you know, we got off to that great start and we went through a slump. Yeah. They're good coaches in the Big 12. They they can figure out. They they know where teams are weak. And last year we couldn't shoot. So even inside we couldn't shoot. I think Huggins said we – I forget which game. I think it was against Oklahoma. We missed 22 shots with inside of four feet. Dunk the fucking ball. Right. Well, and didn't Huggins come out and say that this is his best roster talent-wise since 2007? Or was it before 2007? Before 2010? Maybe he said ten. I can't remember. Twenty ten was the final four team. Well, then maybe maybe he said ten. I can't remember. I, I mean, the, it was there. There was an article on it. As far as I can tell, this is the most talented team he's had at WVU. Right. It's also the deepest team. Absolutely. And that you know you have all these guys on paper that were four star recruits, and O was a McDonald's All American, obviously. They got to come together and gel. Yeah. And we saw it some last year, but then there were also times where we were pitiful, especially on offense. So, Well, let's let's clarify when we say best team at WVU because there's people saying it's his mo- or ta- most talented team ever. And I said, it's not most talented. I said, you people forget at Cincinnati he had Nick Van Exel, Kenyon Martin, and those guys. That that team in Cincinnati was probably his most talented Easily. Ever. Not even close. You had so, Steve now Logan – um, Demar Johnson, I yeah. think his name was. He was a McDonald's All American, and of course, Kenya Martin was the number one draft pick. So, we don't have anyone on our team close to Kenya Martin. I can tell no. you that right now. No. So you know, I, I've had to tell people about. A lot of people forget about Cincinnati and how long he was at Cincinnati, and you know the players he did bring in there. Now this is this is the most talented. And I'd say this is probably his second most talented class in his coaching history, with that number one being Cincinnati. So I'm just interested to see because the only issue that you get with a bunch of type A personalities is not knowing your role and not wanting to buy your time to play. And with Huggins, you're going to play. I mean, he he jerks he jerks and rotates right quick. 
Yeah, if so, you don't do what you're supposed to do, you're out of the game. There's no question about it. Quick, Quickly, too. Mm-hmm. Ask your buddy about that. Number five. Yeah. When he doesn't do what he's supposed to do. Now, I... I or gets a little fancy. Or gets a little fancy. I mean, shoot, he pulled Javon Carter in Madison yeah. Square Garden with that behind the, you know, threw it behind the back and, nope, come on. Lesson learned. Have a seat. So, we'll see. I'm I'm excited. I, I'm with anybody who thinks that this team can't do some major da- damage in the league hasn't been paying attention, but it's going to be tough because the Big be Twelve, tough. Big Twelve's the the top of the Big Twelve is the best <laughs> in the country. I don't think it's the deepest league, right? But the top five, if you get on the Ken Palm, top five out of the top ten are Big Twelve teams, right? So there, there's not, there are no easy roads to the Big 12 title. Well, I mean, you say, let's see, the top top 15, you have Baylor at 2, Kansas at 6, Where's Texas, Texas Tech? Tech at 14, and us at 15. At 15? Yeah. What's Texas? Uh, Texas in the top and, 25? Yeah, yeah, they're 19. There you um, go. So, we're going to find out. I, I think you're going to know pretty – I know we're not playing a name opponent or anything, but when we play South Dakota State, I think you're going to see what – if this team is different from last year. And what I mean by that can space you out and hit shots. Right. Because we couldn't do that last year. Right. You know, I don't have a problem with a slow start necessarily – just because first game, first game jitters, you know, you're not home. We ought to beat the fuck out of them. I'm, oh. I'm not tiptoeing around that. I'm not tiptoeing around yeah. that. I'm just saying. I mean, I want dunks. Coming out, coming out and missing a couple shots early. Yeah. You know, just because you got you got to shake those nerves. That's why, honestly, I'd spread out and hurry up and dish it down the Culver Row and get some type of monster dunk and try to get, you know, get things rolling then because once you get the momentum swing you know how that goes yeah i mean i i, I want to see these two juco guys hit shots oh yeah they're the key then i want to see mr bridges play i don't think he's going to start but i think he will be he'll he'll be sixth seventh guy in real I, quick I'm, that's that's what i want to see i want to see a second wave of guys that come in and you don't really miss a beat Right, and maybe they change the complexion of the game a little bit, where we're going to be extremely physical with Culver and O. Maybe you bring in Jalen Bridges and McCabe off the bench, and we're a little more wide open. We're a little maybe play a little bit more up tempo. That's that's what I want to see because McCabe's going to start. We'll see. We're going to find McCabe. out on Wednesday, man. What I mean, I, what if he is better off the bench though? Then you take him off the bench. I mean, that's, that's that's what I think he honestly. I think he would come in and where we're going to play physical with O and Culver. Maybe bring him in and go small and let him run, play run a little a quicker, more up tempo. Yeah. We'll see. I think that's that's what I want to see. And it's it's about the, this team, each individual guy finding their role. Right. And I I think they know their role right now then it's going to be Huggins finding their role during the game. Because in the situation of what's going on. I can't wait to see the second wave, though. Oh, no. And I can't wait to see his rotations. Because so, you got Gabe. Yeah. Bridges. And a lot of people forget about Gabe. Yeah. Gabe. Gabe's a great on-ball defender. Well, and there's talk that Gabe's probably going to come back next year. Which I don't think he'd be going to the NBA this year anyway. He'd probably go overseas. Probably, yeah. So, you know, that'd be huge to keep him. Because you're going to lose Culver and, oh, I would say both of them are going pro. Absolutely. But we'll see. I mean, it's going to be interesting. We'll see who starts. We'll see who starts. We'll see how this team gels. And let's see. uh, Let's just see how dominant we can be. So, on that note. Let's take a break. We'll come back, give our Pallet Bar Beer of the Week and game predictions. When your heating and cooling system needs service, turn to Francisco Heating and Air Conditioning. 
They've been delivering quality service in West Virginia since 1980. No matter the make or model, Francisco Heating and Cooling can make sure your unit is back in service in no time. And their work is guaranteed. Francisco Heating and Air Conditioning is fully licensed and insured and is a certified train dealer. And remember, it's hard to stop a train. Find them on Facebook or call 304-542-1895. Catch the Mountaineers in comfort with Francisco Heating and Air Conditioning. Hi, this is Bo Orlando. You're listening to Section 304 Podcast. You take the clothes off my back And I let you You steal the food right out my mouth And I watch you eat and I still don't know why Why I love it so much Oh You curse my name In spite Have my laundry in the streets, dirty and clean Give it up for fame And I still don't know why Why I love it so much Yeah And baby, it's amazing I'm in this maze with you I just can't crack your code One day you scream you love me loud The next day you're so cold One day you're here, one day you're there One day you care, you're so unfair Sipping from your cup till it runneth over Uh, uh, holy grail uh, Welcome back to the Second Third Floor Podcast Where we're drinking uh, beers and talking to ears And now it's, uh, I think it's that time it's time! Beer, 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 beer. It is a great night to be a mountaineer wherever you may be. Pallet Bar Beer of the Week. Yeah. And I think, uh, I mean, it's an off week, but a WVU basketball legend. I would. He should be calling. buying everybody beers. Yeah, he got a nice little payday. He did get a payday. We're giving, as a collective group, giving our uh, pallet bar beer of the week to none other than Junkyard Dog, Javon Carter. Hands off to him for uh, signing a three-year, eleven million deal, million dollar deal with Phoenix. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, they brought in Chris Paul. Chris Paul will obviously be their starting point guard, but. Carter has positioned himself to be a guy who comes off the bench and provides energy. And I don't know if anybody really paid attention to them over the summer, but once they restarted the NBA season, they finished like nine and zero or something crazy, something like that. And I think they, they love Carter for what he can do and the energy that he brings off the bench. I mean, Carter's probably not a franchise player or a starter but he's the kind of guy that you need to bring off the bench and obviously we saw for four years he changes defensive from a defensive standpoint he can change the game and and be impact player right well and i mean you you say that he positioned himself i'm going to change your word there he worked his ass off right yeah because while everyone else was in lockdown and and doing stuff they said that he was in the gym by himself busting his ass which we are accustomed to i mean that's all you heard about was you know him working and working and working and working and it's it's paying off for the kid and i couldn't be happier for him i can't recall a guy we've had play in the nba that has gotten re-signed like he did no. Most of the guys come in, they <clears throat> hang around for a year, and then they get cut and they go to Europe. Devin Ebanks. Like Banks. Kevin Jones and Devin Ebanks. So, Joe Alexander. And, and Butler, yeah, Joe Alexander. Butler never got to play because of his injury. But Carter Carter looks to be a guy who can hang around the league for a while and come off the bench and, and be uh, energy. They've always compared him to Patrick Beverly, who's just yeah. a, like a spark plug. So 
good for him and everybody should be rooting for the Suns. We'll we'll see. They have a good young team. It it's going to be fun to watch them with Chris Paul. Which while we're talking about Javon, did you see he was in working with the team? Him yes. and he uh Jawan Staten had Javon and him working with the guards and and then just working with the team in general on on stuff which you know having Jawan as a grad assistant is going to be huge I think for these these guards too I mean he was he fit his role he learned you know he was Mm -hmm. one of them talk about having to take his talent and learn his role and buy his time you know I mean yeah it took him a year yes he was pretty good so pretty good after that first year but that team his first year the team was garbage oh yeah that was a bunch of guys who didn't buy into roles and didn't do what they were supposed and to they do. were individuals not a team right so, so hats off good, good to have carter around the program that's that's a guy i i think all i would say all the guys there respect him and they see what he's done and how he's done it so on top of that's a huge recruiting tool now yeah two-time so, national defense player of the year right incredible he should be up in the rafters with Hot Rod, Thorne, and Mr. West. I think he will be. Eventually, I, I think he will. It's be. just a matter of time. Yeah. So great. I don't think I don't think we'll have to wait as long as what we did with them. I hope not. But I hope not. I might not be around. True. It only took them fifty years to retire Jerry West number. Yeah. Jeez. So, well, let's get into predictions. We'll. Uh, I want your prediction on both. I want your prediction on, let's start with the Wednesday 2 o'clock game, tip against North Dakota State, or South Dakota State. We're going to win that whole tournament. Every year we've been good under Huggins, we've won a preseason tournament. Mm -hmm. We did last year. Right. So we're going to win. We're going to win the whole tournament. I don't know who we're going to end up playing, but that's beside the point. Um. I just can't wait to see the team. Decisively? Decisively. As for Saturday? Saturday's still game time unknown, but the text I just got said that they're projecting possibly an 8 o'clock game. Oh, man. Well, doesn't really change anything for me. I We're going to win. It's going to be huge. Um, 20... Huge. 31 to 27 WVU. We finally get Oklahoma. We send Darius Stills out the way he should be sent out. Ooh, I like that. So I'm on board with you with the basketball game. I think we do win this tournament. I think we come out and dominate the whole time. I I don't think there's going to be any question. Um, Then for Saturday... I'm I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to go with my heart. <laughs> I'm, I, I just what, I, what's the spread going to be? Has, has that come out? No, but I'm I bet Oklahoma you Oklahoma by a touchdown. I'd say Oklahoma by ten. Could be Could because be. because of how bad they beat Oklahoma State. What yeah, Oklahoma they'll be State a little overvalued. So I'd say they're going to give them ten, and I say, you know what? I'm I'm going to say we win, but we win by two. Okay. I don't know the score. Got to hold but, him at under 30. Yeah. Got to hold him to under 30. It's going to be a tough task. We're going to need a lot of turnovers. Well. Peckerwood's going to have to throw two or three interceptions for us to get this done. Or hit him so hard, scoop and score. And we can't we can't turn the ball over. It no. can't be – if we're going to play slow in ball control, it can't be Oklahoma State ball control where we also turn the ball over and have a lot of penalties. It's got to be the Texas game. Right. It's got to be ball control and scoring. Yeah. Whether that's three or a touchdown, I mean, we got to get points. Yep. And eight clock. So. I was talking to my brother. He said that we only had nine possessions against TCU. Now, we scored on what we kicked. A field goal and three touchdowns. So, we scored on four, almost half of them. Yeah. But normally – some Big 12 games, you have 15 to 16. That tells me... I was going to say, didn't we have 12 or 15, 12, between 12 and 15, I think, in Texas? Probably. So we're going to have to slow them down and play, make them play our game. If we can do that, we got a chance. If not, probably not going to beat them again. We'll be 0-9. 
with going, you know. It's a tough pill to swallow after beating them in the Fiesta Bowl. It is. It, it really is. is. We need to beat them. There's been years where they haven't been very good. We just, it's like old Mountaineer fans will tell you we always played our worst game against Penn State. Yeah. And Penn State was the most talented team on the schedule, so that usually resulted in us getting the absolute shit kicked out of us. Right. And that's that's happened against Oklahoma a lot. So we'll see. Everyone have a good Thanksgiving and yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the uh, basketball team starting. So yeah, hopefully we start with a win on Wednesday, and that just kind of the uh, sports gods. Be nice to win that out. tournament and beat Oklahoma, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. So all right, let's, let's get, get out, out of here. here. We'll see you next week. All right.